everyone. Uh, we're going to talk about the 87th Oscars. I'm Sarah Roebuck. And I'm Zara Ahmed. And we'll just jump right into it. All right, let's start out with that introduction, shall we? Oh, yes, with uh, Neil Patrick Harris's grand opening for his first time ever hosting the Oscars with all the beautiful uh, little video things that he had going on, you know, in the back with the what's it called the, the stage yeah Doctor. yeah and it was really cool because it went with every move he made and there were like even like the words to the song was really like clever and kind of wrapped in Absolutely. all of the movies which that must have took some time to yeah do. I'm, I'm pretty sure that was rehearsed a couple of times it was really nice to see um all the different faces that you've grown to yeah. recognize just by your maybe a film history class or anything that's really been projected or into hollywood um goes back way back i didn't expect it to yeah kind of collect in like that but it was a really nice way to start off the oscars i would say probably the best oscar opening i've seen how'd you feel about the dancing scene (laughs) which one there's only one dancing scene in the introduction i don't remember when all the different um time periods came through oh right oh that's right because i was like oh my gosh they're gonna dance yeah, yeah okay, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> that was really cool and that was it was really cool because like they all were resembling a film i mean the one that you could tell the most was star wars absolutely yeah i was just uh, gonna say that but that was really cool it was like generations of the I, i'm pretty sure like best picture films is what it was supposed to be so that was really cool um they didn't dance as much as I thought they were going to. Yeah. But <laughs> it was very nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Very nostalgic way to start off the Oscars. Yeah. Uh, they uh, attempted to, like, if you hadn't seen Into the Woods, you didn't know Anna Kendrick was supposed to be Cinderella from Into the Woods. So I guess that was kind of far-fetched, I think. Because... She looked a lot like Belle. Yeah. She had the yellow dress and the brown yeah. hair and... Like, that's the exact costume she wore in Into the Woods. Mm. But um, the movie, I know a lot of people that didn't see the movie. And I didn't think it was, like, advertised on TV that much. So, um, I mean, I understood, like, what was going on. but Yeah, we definitely had some people in the room that were watching with us that were asking if that was Belle or yep, what and- was going on with the music. And I thought it was really clever, but I I do know that probably half of the audience at least was like, who is she supposed to be? (laughs) So that was probably the only part I was like a little iffy on in the beginning. But and then Jack Black. Yeah, that was great. That was great. (laughs) And that was pretty funny because he just was like he and then he started singing um, the beat that was with the music that he was singing was um, Into the Woods also. So but that again. A lot of people probably didn't catch that anyway, because right. even if you saw the film one time, you probably didn't realize that was Into the Woods scoring. But it was that was good, and that was funny. It was a good way to... Yeah, I think it was a, a common understanding that it was something outside of the Oscars um, when they were singing, just because the music flowed well with one another, and right. they kind of projected off each other. So although they may have not realized it was from Into the Woods, they probably yeah. realized <laughs> it was from a movie. Definitely. And... But... I mean, Neil Patrick Harris is known for hosting the Tonys, and he started his career on Broadway, so this is a very musical Oscars in general, and I think part of it is because they wanted to use his talents. So I really like that. And the first award they gave was um, Best Supporting Actor, which was kind of surprising because they usually save 
those towards the end, but I think they tried to put the best supporting actor and actress towards the beginning so people would continue watching, maybe. Mm-hmm. But um, So J.K. Simmons took home the best supporting actor and for his performance in Whiplash, which was phenomenal. And honestly, there wasn't much of a... I would say there wasn't a much of a debate on who was going to win the Best Supporting Actor in that group, just because, I mean, Robert Duvall played the role that he always plays of Robert Duvall. So it was kind of like, I mean, he was great, but he plays the same thing. And then Ethan Hawke, I'm going to say that wasn't even acting in boyhood, (laughs) because they were very short scenes. Right. And, you know, he was just being himself. That's not acting. Like, when you're acting, you're someone completely different. And Edward Norton, he was good, but... I don't know. And then Mark Ruffalo was just creepy in Foxcatcher, so... (laughs) (laughs) But J.K. Simmons took on a persona that I've never seen before, and the Detroit native finally has an Oscar to his name, so that's pretty cool. Go, Michigan. (laughs) Do you want to go into the acceptance speech a little bit? Yeah, definitely. There were quite a few really awesome acceptance speeches, I thought. Uh, And which one was your favorite? Probably going to have to say... hmm, I'm not really sure, (laughs) to be honest. There was some really good ones. Um, I'm kind of torn between Eddie Raidman's acceptance speech and Graham Moore's um I think probably I'm gonna go with Graham Moore's was the top acceptance speech of the night because you know he talked he opened up to the audience and he said you know when I was 16 I wanted to commit suicide because I was weird and different than everybody else and I didn't have a lot of friends and when I read Alan Turning's book which is what the imitation game is based off of I realized that I was just like him. And the difference between the two of them, though, was that Alan Turning did commit suicide because he was gay during World War II, and it was really unacceptable back then. And, you know, he was getting, like, you can go to prison, like, back in England back in that time. So he was, like, basically people were going to find out that he was gay and he was probably going to go to prison and... He was really depressed, and they put him on hormones to try to change him, and he ended up committing suicide. But Graham pushed through it, and now he has an Oscar to his name for Best Adapted Screenplay because he fell in love with his story, and it just was it was very moving, and I cried. I definitely got teary-eyed because it was just, it's just really sad to me when people feel like that's where they have to go, is that, and... He was very open to the audience. I've never seen somebody tell hundreds, millions of people that they were going to commit suicide. That's not usually right, something yeah. you share with someone. So I give him a round of applause. Definitely my favorite speech. Um, what was interesting I thought about this was 
within the speeches and the introduction, we had a lot of social issues touched base on, even yeah. with the problems that the Oscars <laughs> are having right now. Yeah, may um, we remind you that this was the whitest <laughs> Oscars since 1998. I mean, yeah, we Neil Patrick Harris even introduced the whole show with uh, the whitest and brightest. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, people kind of were giggling because I think it made them uncomfortable, but really... That's kind of how it played out. Yeah, it, um, even in the audience, there was a couple of black people. There was Eddie I Murphy, Oprah, but it w- it was predominantly white. It was it, and and male. Like yeah, I mean, ma- uh, or they brought along their trophy wives. Yes, yeah, exactly. Was. That's so, that it is what it seemed like. It was what was going on with that. Yep. But I thought that was really interesting. Um, let's highlight some of the social issues that were touched based on. Um, going back to the speeches, Patricia Arquette for Boyhood um, gave a very in-depth speech about gender inequality yeah and i thought you know now thinking about that might have been my favorite just because i am (laughs) very very (laughs) supportive of um outspoken women when it comes to feminism um but yeah good for her like for saying i thought it was pretty ballsy to be honest just go up there in front of everyone you know there you go even with the audience being predominantly white and predominantly male Mm -hmm. she goes up there and has this speech about gender inequality and how important it is to take notice and to shine a light on that um i thought i was really moved about i know social media blew up after that speech yeah and then the people that were saying they had a problem with it happened to be male and white so it was like obviously you don't care for her speech because it doesn't apply to Right, you. and that all goes back to privilege and taking uh, privilege away yep. and all oh, that's a whole different... <laughs> but again, she said something to millions of people that were watching and listening that most people would not ever say. And yeah. she said that women deserve to be paid the same as men, which I can't believe it's still an issue, but it is. And Absolutely, yeah. So, good for her, and I'm really happy she won because she was probably one of the only people in Boyhood that actually had an acting role, and Boyhood got nominated for six things, and it only took home that one Oscar, but it was very well-deserved, and Mm -hmm. she made a lot of good points. Absolutely. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, Now, that was a highlight when it comes to social issues. Now, a little (laughs) down point I think we can start talking about... um, Sean, oh, gosh. Sean Penn announcing Best Picture and saying, who gave this guy a green card? <laughs> he didn't even get out that it was Birdman. He just said, ah, oh, who gave this guy a green card anyway? And then wow. Birdman stood up because they knew it was, they were talking about him because Alejandro, the director, is me- he's from Mexico. So he was also, like, I'm pretty sure he's the only director on this entire list that was not American. Yeah. Wait, I don't know if Wes Anderson is. I'm not sure. I think Wes Anderson is American. But other than that, that was... I, I just could not believe he said Wildly that. Wildly inappropriate. It was very <laughs> inappropriate. Like, why would you say that? I, especially when you had all these speeches going on and you started off with the whitest and brightest. You're going to make a race <laughs> comment? That's yeah. very inappropriate. <laughs> Who gave this guy... Like, he didn't I'm even not sure if he was trying to be out. funny or... Well, he was because at that moment in time, he was pausing for, it was like a good 30 seconds. It was like the longest time I've seen someone pause before giving an Oscar. And then, you know, he's just pausing and kind of looking around because he has the power because he knows who won the Oscar and he goes, you know, 
who gave this guy a green card anyway? And we didn't even hear the title of the movie. And then right. I didn't even know it was Birdman until uh, the cast and crew started to get up. And I just, Sean Penn, no, like, you, <laughs> you can't say things like that. Yeah, it kind of takes away from that as well. It's kind of, I think the casting crew standing up right when they, right when he <laughs> said that kind of. Made it okay. Like Made it okay and kind of made it awkward. Yeah, because just like. Because they were well aware of it, too. Right, and they were laughing about it, so I guess that's good. But as a viewer, that was not okay to me for him to say. That and Alejandro, obviously, is from a Hispanic heritage, which we're already already having issues with that, as it is. (laughs) No kidding. I just don't think it was very appropriate. It's just... But the nice thing about Birdman, I guess... um, Well, not the nice thing, but, like... The story doesn't follow a Mexican. Like, yeah. That's so it just took away. I don't know. It just took away from the whole thing to me. Like it was just strange. It wasn't like, very poetic. <laughs> it wasn't a poetic. It wasn't thing. at all, and it made me sad because like this is the most important introduction of the entire night. Yeah. And yeah. that's what he chose to say. He probably yeah. is getting a lot of harsh comments. Probably a lot of on slack on his end. Yeah, for sure. But. Announcing best picture, I'm just not sure who gave this guy a green card was the best way to go with it. Um, I don't even think I a so joke is the best way no, to go with it's it. Not. It's like, very serious. It is. I mean, people were laughing because he was just kind of like looking around because he had the power. And okay, yeah, that was funny, but he's like took it too far. That's yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, I guess highlighting the introduction was great. Um, the speeches were very well thought out. I think uh, usually I. Don't pay attention to the speeches, I'm not going to lie. Right. Um, they tend to go very long, and it's just I very agree. repetitive, and we get it. You won the award. And... Well, after they announce the person, I'm either really upset or really happy, yeah. and I'm talking about it. So yeah. it's not... But for some reason, I listened to Graham Moore's speech, and it was just... that. Was, that's why, probably, it's just like, he caught my attention. And, yeah. Um. Maybe it's just because, like, the the speeches that were the better speeches of the night, they probably had a longer time to get up to the stage, so I was probably done talking at that point. But, oh, and I was shocked that Imitation Game won the adapted screenplay because there were a lot of good movies on that list, and one of them being The Theory of Everything. Right, yeah, so, I, I thought that was going to win, to be honest. I heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah, the, the, the movie is one of my favorite movies. And it might be my favorite movie of all time because it was just, I can't stop talking about it. It's just so beautiful. But, um, and I mean, Eddie Raidman is like, also very he's, beautiful. He's very beautiful. So <laughs> that's part, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like the reason why I wanted to see it was because I I fell in love with him when he was in Les Mis because he was just so talented. And um, after Les Mis, Les Mis took home some Oscars last year, so, I mean, he didn't win an Oscar, but uh, the film itself did, and um, it took him 29 takes to sing Empty Chairs at Empty Tables, and, like, every time I hear that song, it makes me really sad, because it's like, all his friends are dead and gone, is what he's saying, and then to see him in the theory of everything kind of take on a completely different role is pretty cool, and... Very empowering role. Yeah, and, I mean... Um, according to Jane Hawking, which was uh, Stephen Hawking's wife, she said that the 
movie was very close to her book, which is why I thought for sure it had adapted screenplay. Um, but Invitation Gate was really good, too, so I was really happy about that. Absolutely. And, I mean, overall, I think the wins were pretty good. Um, I wasn't too upset about anything. I I think Guardians of the Galaxy got gypped on Best Makeup, though. I think uh, so, too. They gave it to Grand Budapest, which I really don't understand yeah, why. Yeah, I don't get that either, honestly. I guess maybe because the bellhop boy, he, um, he has, like, a comedic little squiggly line on his face to make a mustache but like that does not come close to some of the art that was shown in um, guardians of the galaxy yeah so i was a little upset about I mean, one of the main one. characters did you see her makeup yeah i mean like, that was intense <laughs> yeah uh, zoe saldana her face was completely covered in yeah. makeup no yeah. special effects at all so that's what's so amazing and i think that it got gypped for sure and um, some people were saying that Interstellar got gypped too, but honestly, I, mean, I wasn't a fan of Interstellar, and yeah. I'm I'm really glad that it didn't win anything. And <laughs> I think that if you're gonna try and replicate a movie about space, you might want right. to be a little bit more accurate. <laughs> I agree. I I do agree with that. Um, I for the best actress, uh, Julianne Moore took home the Oscar for Still Alice, and I know that she was great. But there were some really strong contenders in this category, and I'm not sure they made the right choice. And she did win a Golden Globe, which that was something I did notice was a lot of the Golden Globe winners also won Oscars, which is usually the opposite. So who did you think should have won? I I think that Reese Witherspoon was a really strong contender. I'm still like a little iffy on if she should have won the Oscar, but um, she was very, very good in that movie, and she spent a lot of time with Cheryl Strayed, which is what Wild is about, and I just think that she got her mannerisms and everything down, which is really important in acting, and Rosamund Pike was crazy, <laughs> and you could just see the crazy in her eyes, like, the whole movie. And, like, I don't know. She was very convincing. Like, That's I, what I was going to say, too. I thought um, she was going to get the Oscar for sure. I think when we look at actors, it's the whole point of you see them in other films. And I think Reese Witherspoon did a great job mm-hmm. with this. You see them in other films, and you don't want to see it again. Exactly. You want to move on. And um, when they take on a different persona, I think Reese Witherspoon, like you said, was a very good contender. But um, Rosamund Pike... Uh, she was, she yeah, was yeah. Like I thought for sure she could, she could have won for, definitely. And I think that she was the least looked at for the Oscar anyway. But I think maybe she should have won. But Julianne Moore, I was happy with that anyway, just because it's Julianne Moore and she's pretty great. Yeah, I'm not sure I was taking um, as much interest in as or yet in the female actress this time i don't know why i I, yeah i mean they were just i guess it's probably because a lot of the movies that they were in yeah um, weren't nominated for anything else so that's kind of interesting too though that i mean usually like you have your best actor who is in like that movie is nominated for a best picture and then it's also with the best actress and that didn't happen this year yeah 
but um, Eddie Raidman took home the Oscar for best performance in a leading role, and I think that was well deserved. Oh, yes, definitely. <laughs> it's so hard to play someone that has ALS, which is what um, Stephen Hawking has to live with, and he like Eddie Raidman had nothing to go off of really about like how Stephen Hawking was before he was diagnosed, which is really difficult, but I think he nailed it for what, from what Jane Hawking said, that it was exactly the way the movie portrayed it to be, was how it went, how their life was, because they met in college, yeah, got married right after they found out that he had this crippling disease, and then he's only supposed to live two years, and he lives much longer, and he's still alive, yeah. And, he just, I mean, the Academy has a thing for people, like for movies with handicapped people for some reason, but I don't think that's entirely wrong because it's really hard to play somebody like that when you don't have it and to play it right. Yeah, not only that, but to take on the role of Stephen Hawking. Which everybody knows who Stephen Everyone Hawking knows is. who he is. Everyone I mean, I can't fathom what goes on in his head. Mm-mm. I've watched so many documentaries with Stephen Hawking trying to tell me about the universe and how <laughs> it works. And I, I sit there and every single time I wonder, how is this going on in your head? Right. And and I mean, like, the movie is named off of his current theory that he's working on, which is a theory that explains everything. Yeah. And pretty much you learn also that he's working on a theory that disproves the Big Bang Theory. Yes. And you also learn that he believes in God. Like, people, like, when... Most people don't people realize do, that. Yeah, and they think that because Stephen Hawking made up, like, well, not made up, but he concluded a theory that where the math and the science both prove that the Earth was made from a Big Bang, like he said, you think, oh, he must not believe in God because he made this theory out of science. But he does say that he does believe in God. So it's like, it's interesting because you just would think, oh, he's sciencey, so he probably doesn't believe in God. So it's just like one of those things that Eddie Raidman really portrayed about him. And it's just, I couldn't imagine the Oscar going to anyone else, really. Honestly, yeah. Well, when you look at people like that, um, Bill Nye, you look at <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson, anyone like that, you look at them as a sign of genius. You don't look exactly. at them as a human. Mm-hmm. If anything, you kind of look at them as a computer where they just generate these thoughts and you just listen and learn from them. Yeah. But I think the movie did a really good job of shining a light on the human aspect of these people, these great minds that we know now. Um, it would be kind of re- replicating a great mind of the past, like Einstein Definitely. or Edison, anything like that. But you, when you look at them, you learn about them and you only see this very science, mathematics-based persona of them. And I think that he did a very good job of relating it back to this as a person who lived a life and, you know, did have to deal with a crippling disease, and this is how he managed to be who he is. So I think that's very interesting, too. I agree. And I honestly, like, um, Bradley Cooper, I will say that he went through great strides to be Chris Kyle, and I mean, I have no comment on American <laughs> Sniper. I no, I know. I mean, the movie itself. Like, I'm not gonna talk about the movie, but I mean, Bradley Cooper. He did watch every 
Um, he spent a lot of time with Chris Kyle to learn how he was, and then when Chris Kyle tragically died out of nowhere, uh, he went and watched every interview and learned things about him that people don't notice, which mm-hmm. I thought, like, at just strictly as an acting standpoint, not about the movie. I just thought that was something noteworthy because, I mean, Bradley Cooper is a method actor, so it, that's not surprising that he went out and, like, pretty much lived his life for a little bit, but I think that Eddie Raidman and Bradley Cooper were probably the two, like, that. it was probably between those two movies, or actors, but then they gave it to Eddie Raidman, who definitely deserved, deserved it. it. Um, I, I will say that Bradley Cooper did a very good job of winning the audience over Oh, well, he's just a beautiful man. Yeah, so. <laughs> that was very hard. Uh, mute, just, the, mute the sound and just have his voice playing and then a picture oh, yeah. of him. And I'd be great with that. <laughs> Me too. Um, just to kind of wrap it up here, uh, for the best picture, uh, I am going to say that some people think it's just about how much money it makes at the box office and the popularity and just the story. And, you know... That is one thing Sean Penn said was it's not about how much money the movie makes. It's not about the story. Like, it's about more than that. And I was so glad. Well, he said it's about the story. But it is, it's about everything that goes into the movie. It's the cinematography. It's the shot compositions. It's the story. It's the actors. It's everything. And you have to look at it as a whole. And a lot of these movies were really well made on this list. And... A lot of people were thinking Boyhood because it was made over 12 years of time, but it was just a, a film put together, really. I, like, when you look at it, there was nothing else about it other than Richard Linklater thought of a really cool idea to film the same people for 12 years, which nobody really thinks about that. So, But uh, the best picture went to Birdman, which... I was a little surprised, but not at the same time, because the cinematography um, accomplishments of this movie are unreal. They, I would agree, yeah. So I'm not surprised, because it was it, the whole movie was made to look like one long tracking shot, which means no cuts mm-hmm. and no scene changes that were are really abrupt like you normally see. And they made it look like that even though they did stop and they switched cameras, but the way it was edited and the way it was portrayed made it just look like one long, continuous shot. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, and I helped it. I think that that helped it move, too, because the story was a little not quite there for me. Like, it wasn't, I didn't, it didn't hold my attention the entire time, but the long shots definitely helped. And I'm I'm happy that it won because yeah. it deserved it, so. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say that I'm pretty satisfied with who won and who didn't. Me um, too. Great job on the intro, great job acknowledging the social issues within the speeches and, you know, kind of addressing them in front of Definitely. millions of people. Yeah, um, you go. <laughs> as with the lack of diversity and the race <laughs> remark, um, let's aim for better next year. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that... A little bit more diverse for the categories. I'm, I think with the way social media is today that the academy will go out of their way to make sure like just to make sure that the diversity is there and 
some women power because all of the best picture nominees were about a man. Right. Every single yes. one of them were. And, I mean, they're all really great movies, but still Alice, look at that. Gone Girl, those were two movies. Wild. Yeah, you all, don't even see them nope. mentioned in any other category, to be nope. honest. And it's because those were strong female leads and... I think the Academy took the hint, though. Uh, they got Absolutely. a lot of backlash this year, so... Well, yeah, well, we're in 2015 now. It's time yeah. to time to acknowledge anyone else yep, besides definitely. a white male. <laughs> exactly. But overall, pretty good Oscars. Good Absolutely. performances. Even musical performances were good, so... Um, again, I'm Sarah Roebuck. And I'm Zara Ahmed. And thanks for listening, guys.